The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, Across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. A popular question for pastors is, what is your call story? And it may be surprising to you, but from those I've heard, it's more often characterized by a persistent or bothersome nudging than the clarion call we hear Jesus make to Simon Peter and the others in today's gospel. My own certainly was. Although I considered going to seminary after college, I didn't pursue it then. A few years later, after Jamie and I had met and married and our oldest daughter had been born i was 26 and i was diagnosed with cancer and it was there that i first experienced the holy work of hospital chaplains but it wasn't until 10 years later when our two children were then in elementary school that i began to ask what it was that god wanted me to do as i was pretty sure it was something different from the work I had been doing with nonprofits. And it was in the conversations with pastors that followed, and at each step of candidacy and seminary and internship that confirmed I was listening well and following God's call for my life. 
Like the disciples in today's gospel, I wasn't called to work that was wildly different from what I had been doing before. It's not like Jesus called me to build wells in Kenya or teach farmers in Guatemala. God was using what I know to make a difference with God's people. I still have deep conversations with people and learn about their lives. But instead of connecting their interests and passions with a cause or campaign, our conversations are more often centered on their faith stories and how God is calling them to live and to serve. I still talk to people about giving, but now it's from the perspective of seeing giving as a faith practice where we remember that we are custodians of what God has first given us. One of the very best new parts of this call that God has given me is helping people hear that God's grace is for you and not just other people. It sounds like foolishness when we use the world's measures and standards. But that's why grace is God's gift for us and nothing that we earn. Every one of us has a call story. You may say, oh, I'm retired, or I never went to seminary, or any other number of things to tell yourself that you aren't called. But you are. Like the pronouncement from the heavens when Jesus was baptized by John. At baptism, God pronounces you a child of God. And in this way, God calls every one of us. There's a saying that goes, God doesn't call the equipped, God equips the called. And in today's gospel, we see Jesus call fishermen, laborers without education, credentials, or power. Jesus calls them and tells them, you know all you need to know. Instead of fishing for fish in the ocean, in the sea, now you're going to fish for people. Help people be caught by the love of God that has been shown to you and that you now show the world. The call that Jesus casts over the waters of today is the same one that those first disciples heard. Our call begins with our identity as children of God and continues with using the gifts that God has equipped us with to show God's love to the people we meet. In calling them to join him, Jesus tells Simon Peter and the others that what they do matters. And we learn that there is a connection between what we believe and what we do. Disciples hear God's word and do it. The gospel shows us that discipleship or following Jesus means leaving what we know or what is comfortable and going into an unknown future. Following Jesus means dying to the old and beginning anew. It's what St. Paul talks about in Romans 6. We have been buried with Christ Jesus by baptism into death, 
so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. In another of Paul's letters, the one to the church in Corinth, we hear again about discipleship and the importance of unity among the followers of Jesus. We don't know exactly what's happening there, but Paul addresses the rise of factions or divisions within the community and chastises them for placing their loyalty to one teacher or missionary above their unity in Christ Jesus. He calls the disciples there to set aside their divisions and focus on the power of God known in the cross of Christ and what God is doing in their midst. It's never easy to surrender to the disruptive love of God. Leave what we know and follow God into a new and unknown future. But that is exactly what Jesus calls Simon, Andrew, James, and John to do. And it is what God calls us to do also. We are called to be unified by God's good news for the world. As we figure out how God is calling us individually and as a congregation to bear that good news to our neighbors and the world. As a community of God's beloved, we are called to be a place of welcome and acceptance and a place where lives are transformed by hearing God's word taught and where people experience healing. Reflecting on the gospel as a congregation, a community of people following Jesus. We want to help catch people in the love of God. When we share our lives with each other, when we tell each other where we have seen Jesus in our day or in our week, and when we invite friends to come and see what God is doing here at Grace, or in one of the ministries whom we partner with, we are creating this giant net woven together by relationships where people can be caught up in God's love. Just imagine what a bountiful catch that could be. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, Thank you for calling each one of us your beloved child. Thank you for the gift of your grace that invites us to die to the old and begin anew every day. Help us live in your love for us and share that love with the world. Amen.